Well, good morning, everyone. Blessings in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. And I pray that you are well today. Welcome to Arise Sleeping Giant Podcast. I am your host, Writer for God. You can also find me on Anchor uh, as well under Writer for God. I will put the links on all of my podcasts, as I always do, for all of my uh, different blogs and places that you can find me. So I do uh, welcome you to this edition of Arise Sleeping Giant podcast right here on PodPoint. We are returning with the second half of the Signs of Yeshua's Return. And uh, it's quite lengthy, or it can be a little lengthy, so I'm going to try to do the best that I can uh, with getting it, you know, get on through with this so we don't have to make a part three. So, because we just need to know the main things we need to be watching for. There's there's a ton of signs, of course, but uh, we want to pick out the main ones that Yeshua was telling us about, okay, and uh, what to watch out for because some other things are going to come in to play uh, uh, very soon as we go through the scriptures on um, finding out about different things like the man of perdition or son of perdition, uh, you know, when he's coming into the picture here and all these sorts of things that we are covering in this uh, particular uh, part here that we're talking about, which is the signs of issues return part one and two, what we are to know what we need to know, what we need to be watching out for, so that we can uh, absolutely know the signs of the times, because Yeshua himself told us that we could know that, right? He even gave us some uh, himself, and so uh, we're going to take Yeshua's word over everybody else's word, and we're just going to dive in right now. So, uh, let's recap what we learned in part one. We learned that there's going to be signs of wars, um, there's going to be increasing violence and lawlessness, there's going to be dangerous weather patterns, unpredictable weather phenomena, increased famines, drought, pestilence, uh, sickness, disease, and this is just to tip the iceberg here. We know that things are ramping up, so to speak, that the uh, signs of wars are increasing. Uh, violence is increasing upon the planet. Uh, we can see this almost on an hour-by-hour basis now. Uh, lawlessness is increasing. The weather patterns have been so unpredictable in the just in the last couple of years. Uh, we have increased famines and droughts and, the, and pestilences, which is like the COVID-19 thing. Um, there are sicknesses and diseases coming that we haven't even heard of yet, okay? Um, just to give you a heads up, all right? So, to, do you need to be covered in the blood? Do you need to know uh, your Messiah? You better believe you do. So, we learned that lawlessness will abound. Now, what does that mean? Lawlessness really means to be without God's instructions uh, for living, okay? Or not having his governing authority, over our life, not allowing him to have that authority, whether it be morally, civically, or even spiritually, which is the deadliest kind. In essence, they will be dead men walking, if you will. So, no spirit of truth within them, no spirit of God within them. Lawlessness will abound. That is what the Bible says. The spirit of lawlessness is already at work, remember? According to the scriptures. Now, 
We are going to find out about this man of lawlessness that's coming up. The spirit of lawlessness is already at work. Alright? Make a note of that. The spirit of lawlessness. But we're going to find out about this man of lawlessness coming up really soon. You don't want to miss this power-packed message. I promise you that you need to know what's going on. Okay? Now, we found out that this man of lawlessness will be present here on the earth before Yeshua's return. Now, we're going to get into this subject as well, and it's going to be mind-blowing for most of you, so don't miss it, okay? Now, let's get on with part two of the signs of Yeshua's return. The Bible tells us that it will be just as the days of Noah and Lot. Here you go, big, big, big clue right here. What does that mean? What will be happening here? Well, in Matthew chapter 24 and also again in Luke 17, we have our Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, talking right here to his disciples, okay? And he explains to them what will be the signs that his return is near. And he gives the examples of just as in the days of Noah and Lot's time, he says, so it will be again so we see history repeating itself right uh, as sad as that is um, in this dynamic prophecy Yeshua is literally saying that one of the signs that the world is entering into the end times or as we discovered the end of the Gentile age is that society will become as tolerant of and as obsessed with homosexuality as were the citizens of Sodom you know, we have to ask ourselves, beloved, are we really there yet? You know, we, we see it, it's getting to be a commonplace now. And unless you have been away, you know, like on another planet somewhere for the last four decades, you are fully aware that the homosexual movement has come out of the closet, as they say, in a huge way. American courts have issued many rulings which have granted legitimacy uh, to uh, lesbians and gays and homosexuals. Um, public schools have adopted this pro-gay curricula, which they are now teaching in lower levels of elementary school. And gays themselves, which I don't like that term, gay, um, because like everything else, they're twisting it, you know, the enemy twists it to make it sound something good. But anyway, they have become very vocal uh, in demanding their rights, you know, God says that a marriage is between one man and one woman. Well, they want to, uh, actually the spirit working behind that, wants to, of course, totally reverse that and say, you know, he wants to pervert it, okay? It does pervert it and say that it can be two men or two women. So, anyway, as in the days of Noah, what was going on in the days of Noah? We read in Genesis chapter 6, uh, and also in chapters 11 and 12, that it says, And God saw, who saw? God, that is Elohim. He saw that the wickedness, he's the creator now, he saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. Now listen to this. And that every imagination, oh my God, every imagination of the thoughts of his heart, okay? So what's in your heart? comes out right he said every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually 
the earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. How very sad. And does that sound familiar? It sounds eerily familiar, beloved. Is the world full of violence today? Yes. We have protests, we have riots, we have murders, we have just wars raging across the whole world. And the Bible says that these things are going to increase, right? So no, you know, when somebody talks about peace and peace and, you know, praying for uh, peace and world peace and all this stuff, that's not, that's not even scriptural, okay? Number one, <laughs> we're not going to get off on that, but it, that's, I just want to leave it right there. In Lot's day, what does he say was happening in Lot's day? Well, in Jude chapter 1, we see verse 7 says, Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them, that means all the cities around them, in like manner. So they were all doing the same thing. Giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Oh my goodness. Is the world going after strange flesh, beloved? Are they? Yes. Sodomy is not only being legalized, but it is being forced upon society to be accepted as normal. What's normal about that? Just like everything else that is against God or his instructions, which are only to keep us safe and healthy, by the way. When God tells us something, it's for our own good, you know. In Luke chapter 17, verses 20 through 37, Yeshua here is talking first to the Pharisees and then to his disciples. He's answering their question on when will the Messiah return? And he makes two main points here. I want you to understand and know what they are. Number one, Yeshua says that he will come suddenly when people do not expect him to return. Suddenly. When people do not expect him to return. Now, this is not talking about a rapture. Okay, he's talking about when he actually comes back. We'll get into more of that later. But he says, suddenly, when people do not expect him to return. He said, most people will be going about their normal, everyday activities totally unaware of the times. Now, does that sound like the blind leading the blind? Yes, it does. Do we have a lot of that now? Yes, we do. Number two, when he returns, society, this is Yeshua talking now, and he tells them when he returns, society will be degenerate and wicked just as it was before the flood came, that's in Noah's time, and before God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Remember, that's in Lot's time. Now, go back and read Genesis chapter 6, Genesis 18, and Genesis 19 for reference, okay? Now, in Luke chapter 17, the original question posed by the Pharisees was, When is the kingdom of God coming? 
From the end of verse 20 to verse 37 is Yeshua's answer. First to the Pharisees, remember he answered them first, and then to his disciples. Now we notice that his reply to the Pharisees what was rather short and blunt. As a matter of fact, it was short and blunt. And here's what he told them. He said, you won't be able to discern the coming of the kingdom because you haven't recognized that I am its chief representative, though I have been among you. So, whoa, he tells the Pharisees that, never mind, you're not going to be able to tell anyway when the kingdom of God is coming, because you haven't recognized that I am the chief representative of that kingdom, though I'm standing right here in your face. You still refuse to accept me, okay, or see me. Does that sound like 90% or almost, you know, of the society today? Yes. Alright, in his longer explanation to his disciples, Yeshua goes on into quite a bit more detail here about the timing and the conditions of establishing his kingdom here on earth. First, he says, do not be deceived when people tell you Christ has come. Remember, we discovered this in part one as well. You know, there'll be false Christ and so many of them appearing. He says, we will know very well when he returns because it will be like a flash of lightning that everyone will see. Verse 24, however, before this can happen, Yeshua must be tortured and crucified as man's redeemer. Now, we can see from our vantage point uh, that which, remember, the disciples did not have the vantage point that we have from hindsight. We know that this condition has already been met at Golgotha, but they did not have that vantage point when he was speaking to them at this time. So, again, Yeshua gives two very distinct signs. He says, number one, he's going to come suddenly when people do not expect him to return. Uh, how many times we heard people, you know, they're just saying, oh, we've heard that, you know, from the beginning since we were little and he's not returned yet. So they, they seem to forget about it or think it's just some kind of fantasy. Um, so he says people are going to come suddenly when they don't expect him to return. And most people are just going to be going about their normal activities totally unaware of the times they live in. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Now, he also said that society will be degenerate and wicked just as it was before the flood came and before God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Again, sound familiar? Uh, yes, sadly, increasingly more familiar. Now, Yeshua said that the moral and spiritual condition of those two Gentile cities what would repeat in the end time. And that the Genesis account of God's warning was a pattern and a type of the warning that he would send to the Gentile believers of this last day. Yes, he will send the same warnings again, beloved. But remember that Peter said that during this time, people will mock the idea of the Messiah's return. That is 2 Peter chapter 3. Remember, we just discovered that. That people... Um, and most of us, especially people of my generation, know we've heard this about the Messiah's return and still we're awaiting. Um, but people will say, ah, oh, nah, you know, nah, heard it all before. 
they're not going to really pay much attention to it. Now, those are the ones who are very unwise, by the way. And we know that two messengers will preach a salvation message, right? They're going to preach a salvation message to today's religious lots of our day or the generation who will be alive before Yeshua's return. Remember, there's going to be a generation who will be alive and well right before Yeshua's return, just as there always have been, who imagine themselves. Now, these are people, look, we have people right now who imagine themselves Christians, if you will, but are living lives just as the world lives, or those who do not know God or His Word, so they're living as if there is no God, which makes them, what, a fool, according to the Bible. And as the unbelievers of the day were blinded and could not find the door, the preaching of these two messengers of the gospel will blind some and will open the eyes of others. Why? Because the prophecies, beloved, must be fulfilled. That the eyes of the Jewish people will be open to their Messiah before he comes back. Believe you me, every scripture, every prophecy uh, has come to pass already in the scriptures. There's no reason to think that the rest of them won't. As a matter of fact, we are Bible prophecy being fulfilled on a daily basis, beloved. Yes, you are a part of that. You are a part of this time frame of the return of Yeshua HaMashiach. And it is so, so amazing. Let's get back to this. It says, another great study that we'll get into as well as far as uh, the people having their, uh, you know, eyes uh, open before Yeshua comes back and that's what he told uh, um, the uh, Jewish people so I told you lots of amazing good stuff to cover here we've got so many things that's coming up that I want to share with you now beloved there are herds of people I want you to listen to me very carefully okay this is so sad but there are herds of people today uh, in the church beloved okay who believe that they are Christian, if you want to say that. So, they believe that they're saved, okay, from God's coming judgment, from His judgments. Though this mentality is not taught to us in the Scriptures, as a matter of fact, we're taught just the opposite. We have discovered that even Yeshua has told us to hold fast, to our faith. Why would he say that? Hold fast to your faith, not to waver or give in to society or do not take on the characteristics of this world. Why? Remember who is the God of this world. Who is the God of this world? It is Satan, the great deceiver, the antichrist spirit, that which is against Christ. He is the ruler of this present world, or the world that we live in. He is going to deceive many, beloved, and he already has millions upon millions, millions upon millions deceived, lied to, duped, taken advantage of, made a fool of. It's so very sad. I want you to notice something. That God did not spare Lot. When we read the, the uh, story, 
the account. God did not spare Lot because of his righteousness. No. Lot, remember that Lot was caught up himself in the worldliness of the city, okay? In his position there of authority, and of course his means, and his social status. Now, you got to realize that it was very difficult for Lot to give up, to give that up, or to leave uh, this sinful place. In fact, we read that the angels literally had to grab hold of Lot and his wife and his daughters and take them outside the city gate after the angels had repeatedly told him to flee, to run, to go from the city. He still did not go. The angels had to grab a hold of Lot, his wife and daughters, and literally take them outside the city gate. And he told them, do not look back. Flee to the mountains. And remember that Lot's wife did look back, and she turned into a pillar of salt. Now, in Genesis chapter 19, so when God destroyed the cities of the plain, it says that when God destroyed the cities of the plain, he remembered Abraham. And he brought Lot out of the catastrophe that would overthrow the cities where Lot had lived. Now, it was the covenant that he made with Abraham. The righteousness that was accounted to Abraham, remember? Because he trusted God and believed his word. Are you praying for somebody? Are you believing for someone? Well, I just want to encourage you to stay righteous before God by the blood covering of Yeshua. God is faithful. He will give our family members, our loved ones, ample opportunity to repent and to return before Yeshua comes, okay? Notice also that we see that Abraham interceded. Remember, he interceded for Sodom and Gomorrah. So even though, obviously, there weren't even ten righteous in the city because God utterly annihilated them if we remember the uh, how Abraham was uh, praying and talking to God about would you spare uh, the city would you spare them if there was ten righteous in there isn't that sad there wasn't even ten righteous people in there so as we read in this chapter um, the mid the men of the city both young and old, came to Lot's house, remember? Because the two new men came into town and went into Lot's house and they seen them go in there. And they, so they're at the door, beating on the door, saying, we want those men. And so, because they wanted to have sex with them. Now, how degenerate is that? That's how demented and depraved the mindset of these two cities were. Remember, God said they were continual evil before him. So, and exactly why God was going to destroy them and did destroy them. The Bible tells us that eventually God will give men like this over to a depraved mind. Why? Because they will no longer consider God's word to be worth anything or worthy of acknowledgement. In Romans chapter 1 verse 28, the great apostle Paul tells us, furthermore, since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, he gave them up to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. Mm -mm -mm. This is so very sad. So, beloved, this is how the world 
is fast becoming once again. And I mean in record speed. We are living in the signs right now. Like I said, we are Bible prophecy being fulfilled every single day. And we are a part of it. The question is, will you remain faithful to God? Will you remain steadfast in His Word? Or will you, like the multitudes, sell your soul for the pleasures of this world? That is the million dollar question we need to ask ourselves. Are we going to stay true to God? Or are we going to sell our soul for the pleasures of this world? Because that's exactly what is going to happen. That's exactly what is happening now. People are selling their souls for the pleasures of this world. Now, I know for some, this is a very hard pill to swallow. And that may have not, you know, many have not even been taught this very truth. That we, that is the church, or those who claim to belong to God, will be present during this time. I know you've been lied to. I know you've been told we're going to be snatched up out of the way and we're not going to be here. But, beloved, that's not even scriptural. The Bible does not teach that. You know, we better have some Holy Spirit on tap. We better have God's word etched into our hearts and minds, lest we be deceived. And I want to give you a warning, okay? Don't ever think that you can't be deceived. You're not going to outsmart Satan. If you think that, this is when you are going to be in some very serious big trouble. Never, ever, ever try to outsmart Satan. You will lose every time. And I'm speaking to you from experience, beloved. I speak to you from this understanding, okay, that I am nothing without God. Nothing without His Holy Spirit. Without the holy angels that He has assigned to me to help me. And just like the Apostle Paul spoke, that he was the chief among sinners. Remember that he sought after Christians and had them murdered, killed them. Yet, God would take his disdain for the church that he persecuted and he would turn him into one of the greatest apostolic preachers and teachers of all time that is our God that is who we want to cling to that is who we want to hold on to beloved because nothing else matters in this world nothing else matters don't ever think more highly of yourself than you ought to because you will be brought down regardless of how much knowledge or how much word you think you know or understand, you are not going to outsmart uh, Satan, the great deceiver. You're just not going to do it. Now, we know that the spirit of Antichrist, like I said, is already here. And he has, has been at work. Now, the man of perdition is not here yet, or at least has not been given the power and the authority of the beast yet. Can you imagine now what the scene is going to be like? Just I want you to imagine just for a moment in your mind, if you can, the struggle that we already have with trying to maintain and hold on to our to uh, God and His Word, our belief, and to not to stray from that. Now, just imagine, if you will, how much we're gonna, how much of God we're gonna have to have, and His power. When the man of perdition is here and he has been given the power and the authority of the beast. Oh, woo, Satan himself, remember, is still bound, okay? And we'll get into that later. I'm going to, I want to get into that 
later on, but it's going to be eye-opening to you, okay? I want We're going to go through some scriptures, but we're going to get into that uh, about when he's going to be cast down and right before um, Yeshua uh, returns. Now, this is a great study and one we're going to get into, so you stay tuned. You don't want to uh, miss this. Now, we see that the Antichrist appears before Yeshua does. I want you to turn in your Bible with me to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and 1, and I want to share with you what the Apostle Paul is saying here. He says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming, in other words, he's talking about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him. Okay? He says, now, I want you to notice that the subject is the return of Yeshua the Messiah and how we gather back to him. Now, we are going to learn before Yeshua appears that the Antichrist must appear claiming to be God. Okay? Now, go on and read 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, chapter 2 verse 3. He says, let no man deceive you by any means in other words there's going to be a lot of means for that day shall not come what day the appearing what's the subject the appearing of our messiah he says that day shall not come except there come a falling away first remember the great deception the great falling away he goes on to say, And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. So in other words, he's telling us right here that Yeshua Messiah will uh, not come until there is a falling away. That A falling away from what? The truth. The truth. Okay? And the man of sin, who is the son of perdition, is revealed. So there we have it right there. Okay? The Apostle Paul is telling us, matter-of-factly, that day, the day that Yeshua returns, will not come until there's a falling away, and the man of sin, who is the son of perdition, is revealed. And we're going we're gonna to get into more of that when we take on this subject about when uh, Satan is cast down, okay? Now, now, the falling away, as we read, means... A defection from the truth, which is an apostasy, right? Or a forsaking. So I talk about this defection in my book, Arise, Sleeping Giant. If you haven't gotten a copy of that, I would urge you to do so. Just because you can find so, there's so many things in there. It's so hard for me to try to, uh, you know, articulate all of that on, on a podcast. But you can find the links on my blog or right here on my podcast as well. Um, the great apostasy is being described here. The moment when Christians, get this now, the world is not going to be falling away. Where are they going to be falling away from? They're already falling away. Those that are lost uh, are already falling away. They're not going to be falling away from the truth because they don't know it. The moment when Christians defect, okay, get this, the moment Christians defect, from the true Messiah and unknowingly accept and worship the false Messiah, the Antichrist. It says the people will forsake 
Yeshua. So they're talking about Christians, those who have the title of Christians. They will forsake Yeshua because they're going to be duped. They're going to believe that he is already here on earth. Remember that Satan is the great deceiver. He what? He manifests himself as an angel of light. Remember that. I want to ask you a question. Will you be able to discern the truth from the great lies that are coming? I pray that you do. Even when the church when the truth comes in a different form other than what we've already been taught, other than the Greco-Roman Christian theology? Are you going to be able to tell the difference? Hmm. Oh, come on, church. You got to know your word. And we are going to tackle that issue as well. So I want you to stay tuned, stay tuned. I want to make it clear that the Antichrist will not claim now. He's not going to come here claiming to be the devil. No. He's not going to show his ugly face, his true colors. He's not going to show his true colors. Remember, the Antichrist is what? The opponent of the Messiah who comes to what? Be a substitute. He's going to substitute himself as the Messiah. Remember, I've been telling you this, that the false Messiah is going to come first before our true Messiah returns. Satan will accomplish that by claiming to be the Messiah and he's going to do what? Display miraculous signs and wonders before all the people of the earth. Not just a group of people, I'm telling you, but the entirety of the earth will witness these things. Remember that he is a mocker, right? That he is a that he's a deceiver. So let's recap real quick what we have learned before the signs before Yeshua's return. There's going to be great wars and rumors of wars. Many, many earth-shattering storms. And beloved, there are some coming quickly. Natural disasters, famines, drought, pestilences, diseases. And we could go on and on and on. People will turn cold towards their love of one another. And most importantly, God as their creator and judge and father. You know, beloved, it's going to be so sad. I mean, it's sad now. It's, it's so sad now. Men will be so vile and disgusting in their thoughts and affections that it will be just as in the days of Noah and Lot's time once again, just as Yeshua said. Homosexuality, Sodom, sacrifices of human flesh to foreign gods, yes, it goes on every day, and even turning in their own mothers, fathers, children, and so on to those people who oppose the God of this world and refuse to bow and serve him. Remember, God always has a remnant. Beloved, always. Again, two distinct signs. Yeshua will come suddenly when people do not expect him to return. Most people are going to be going about their normal activities, totally unaware of the times, just like it, uh, just like what's going to happen soon. When great storms arise, I want you to hear me, hear me well. When great storms arise, remember that. Remember, I told you before that the, there is an earthquake coming. I don't know when, but I've seen it in the spirit that will split the east from the west. I don't know when it's coming. I just know it is. I talk about this as well in Arise Sleeping Giant and also of the coming army tanks in the streets of America. Oh yes, it's coming, beloved. 
You're going to see army tanks. You're going to see military tanks in the streets of America the Beautiful. As sad as that's going to be. Number two, when Yeshua returns, society will be so degenerate and so wicked, just as it was before the flood came and before God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Beloved, every one of these things has and has already taken place on the earth. The prophecies are unfolding before our very eyes. They are happening right now. We are Bible prophecy being fulfilled on a daily basis. I have been screaming this for years now. But hey, the time is even closer now. Yeshua confirmed in Matthew chapter 24 verse 15, the same chapter we've been reading throughout this study, that this generation will be alive and will, who will be alive and will, would see that they would see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place in the temple where it ought not to be. So there will be a visible sign present for all to see, obviously. You know, we're going to get into this as well. Uh, we got so many things we need to cover, so hang on to your hats for that one. Woo! It's going to be a good one. We are told that Satan will be cast down to the earth by Michael the archangel, and he will make war with the saints. With who? The saints, right? Oh, so obviously there's going to be some saints here. Those who will not bow down and serve him. So who is Satan going to make war with? That's right, the saints. If there weren't any saints here, that would make absolutely no sense whatsoever. Beloved, God always has a remnant of people who will not serve the false king or serve the false messiah. Wow. So, we know now just by reading uh, in Matthew chapter 24, get that text and read it, verses 15 through 32, that Satan will come. And he will deceive many by portraying himself to be as an angel of light. He is going to show up as an angel of light. He isn't going to show up and say, hey, I'm Satan, that old serpent, the devil, who has deceived and destroyed many. No. Before the real Messiah returns to destroy him, Satan will deceive millions and force all to worship him as the true Messiah, when in fact he is the counterfeit. He's the counterfeit. He counterfeits everything. Remember that Satan is not the creator. He cannot create anything except chaos. That's all he can create. So he has to counterfeit everything that God has done and said, right down to the point of being the Messiah. Ah, mm-hmm. So this is why we must know the difference. We must know our Bible. We must have some information or we're not going to be able to tell the difference. You know, I can't wait to get into these other topics as well that we have coming up. I, I encourage you, don't miss them. You've got to know this information. I want you to be able to share these messages with everyone. Share them with everyone just as quickly as you can as much as you can because beloved we are quickly approaching the time when we will not be able to do this freely okay I just wanna make that note to you right now so do it right now share these messages just like this one right here the signs of Yeshua's return part one and part two 
we are going to get into some more there's so much more I could just go on and on about these uh, scriptures that we have covered today but there's so many things that play into this same thing that we're gonna cover as well and so we will soon be getting into that so just know that the false one is coming first beloved without a doubt we know that Yeshua taught it he told us the rest of scripture backs him up so we need to know that the world is going to be increasingly wicked so much so that man every intent and thought of their heart is going to be increasingly wicked all the time they're going to turn away from the truth there's going to be a great defection from the truth okay we're already in that now it's just going to get greater alright there's going to be more things going on on the earth very big storms are coming okay and they're coming soon and I want you to be prepared okay I want you to know what's going to happen alright so hang on uh, stick with me here on the podcast and uh, we're going to find out all of these things I hope you have learned some things here on the signs of Yeshua's return part one and two we are going to get into many more subjects uh, very quickly just as soon as I can get them posted I want to thank you for joining me here I want to thank you so much for tuning in remember that you can help get this word out you can help save uh, many souls by purchasing uh, listening to this uh, podcast and and you know just uh, sharing it with everybody that you can and also by purchasing a book if you purchase one of my books from my author's website the proceeds go to help me to stay on the air and to do those things which um, we're trying to do which is trying to get this word out uh, to everyone that we can that hey it's time to repent the time of repentance is now um, and just for doing that I'm also going to if you want to sign up subscribe to my podcast here I will give you a free gift and if you buy a book I will give you a free gift just for uh, buying the book and just for subscribing to my podcast and tuning in so I do look forward to uh, seeing you again talking with you very soon remember that I'm going to be taking like a week off for or a couple of weeks I don't know how long it's going to take me um, actually I'm going on Sunday which is Mother's Day yes I cannot believe that I'm going to have a dental surgery on Mother's Day but there you go <laughs> and so we're going to be uh, off air so I'm going to try to get as many things uh, up here as I can for you because I won't be able to speak very well until my mouth heals up so uh, uh, just keep that in mind. I uh, do subscribe, like, share uh, with as many people as you can. So stay tuned for much more that we must know, beloved, before that old serpent shows up here. So many blessings to you and shalom. <laughs>